Hey there, I'm Julie, and this is the Married to Addiction podcast. If you're here, then you're probably what I call my secret sister. We're in a situation we never asked to be in and fighting a battle we never wanted to fight. We're faith-filled women who are married to an alcoholic, and it affects every inch of our lives. If that sounds like you, then this is a safe place for you to land. Married to Addiction is a faith-based podcast where I help you find the tools and strength you need to navigate your husband's addiction without losing yourself in the process. So please subscribe and tune in as often as you can, because your husband's recovery is important, but so is yours. Hey there, I wanted to just take a quick second to make sure that you have heard about the new program I just launched called Simply Nourished. Now you may wonder what in the world nutrition and wellness have to do with being the wife of an alcoholic, and the short answer is a lot. When we're going through hard things, which obviously this situation is a really, really hard thing, we often just completely neglect good eating habits. We turn to junk food for comfort. We don't take care of ourselves in any way, shape, or form because we've completely put ourselves on the back burner because we're so focused on what's going on with our husbands. And the problem with that is that not only now are we going through a hard thing, But now we are completely run down. We have no energy. We don't have any good nutrition in our bodies. And all of that just basically makes us completely unable to cope with anything in general, but most especially the difficulties that are involved with having an addicted spouse. So, of course, this can lead to just so many problems down the road. Um, You know, health-related or food-related health issues are a really big issue for women just anyway. And when you pile all the rest of this on top of it, it just really makes it that much harder. So the purpose of Married to Addiction as a whole has always been to help you take better care of you And this program is no different. The goal is basically to just teach you simple, good nutrition and wellness. I keep it really simple for you. That's the name for for you as the wife of an alcoholic so that you can care for your body, which will make you better equipped to handle everything else that's going on. So I would love to have you join me in that program. You just, to find out more about it, you just go to my website, marytoaddiction.com, click on the need help drop down, and you'll see Simply Nourished there. I'd love to have you join us. Hello, and welcome in to episode 63 of the Married to Addiction podcast. This episode is called The Problem with Fixing. A lot of wives of alcoholics are fixers. They try to fix their husband's addiction. They try to fix their husband. They try to fix the situation. And this can be super problematic, as we're going to talk about today. This usually starts with wanting to, quote unquote, help. Helping is kind of where fixing is born. And I did this. When I recognized that my husband had a problem with alcohol, I thought to myself, okay, well, that's fine. We'll just fix it. I can, I can fix it. It's fine. Because I'm, I'm like that in the first place. I'm kind of a person who wants to jump in and help, help fix things. So that was, my, that was my initial instinct was, that's okay. We'll just fix it. Well, the problem is that when it starts with helping, that can very easily over time become enabling and or controlling. So a lot of times when we feel like we want to help somebody who's in you know a difficult situation, we think about the fact that God does call us to love people. He calls us to be merciful. He calls us to help those who can't help themselves. But fixing is different. 
So when we fix, when we're trying to fix something, we're kind of stepping in to clean up the situation. We think we know what's best. We think we know how to how to deal with it. You know, we we don't a lot of times consult with anyone. We just think, okay, well, this needs to stop happening. This needs to stop happening. This needs to start happening. And we just kind of step in and try to try to clean up everything and try to fix everything um, based on our instincts, what we think that we should do in that situation. So that's one problem with it because what that ends up doing is that can can veer into enabling territory. So enabling it basically means cleaning up after your addicted husband. So when we're enabling, we're trying to fix things that are happening because of his addiction. So a lot of times we're trying to fix the fallout. So for example, um, he can't get up for work one day because he has a hangover because he got completely drunk the night before and you call in for him and say he has the flu and, you know, make, make an excuse for him and um, kind of just fix the situation, clean up after what, what's happened. The problem with enabling, of course, is that that removes the consequences of their choices. So they don't experience pain from them. So if they had gotten too drunk the night before, gotten you know to where they were completely hung over the following morning and couldn't go to work and their alarm goes off and you they sleep through it and you don't call the boss and you don't try to clean it up or fix it then what happens they start getting you know their phone starts blowing up at 9:15 9:30 9:45 whatever it is because they didn't show up for work because they're sleeping it off and that's a problem, right? Now they have a consequence at work. They're going to get written up or whatever the case. So when we are trying to fix things or clean up things, that is removing the consequences of their choices and their actions, and they're not experiencing pain from them. And of course, they're not learning from them because of that. Another thing that can happen when we're trying to fix things is we're trying to control the situation, right? We're trying to, um, you know, like I said, just kind of go with what we know and go on our instincts of what we think that we should be doing in the situation. A lot of times this uh, starts to escalate and it looks a lot like, um, you know, screaming and fighting and yelling and all of those things. And it basically ends up where our we're the loudest voice in our husband's ear because we are trying to manipulate what's going on. We're trying to threaten him. Um, we are we're displaying controlling behaviors. So this looks like things like throwing out alcohol when we find it, um, searching through his things, manipulating situations where you know he doesn't have access to alcohol or whatever the case, uh, threatening, you know, if you drink tonight, blah, blah, blah is going to happen, all of those things. And the problem with that is when we are the loudest voice in our husband's ears, it doesn't give them the opportunity to hear God. It doesn't give them any opportunity to listen to God's voice for themselves because they can't get past us always being in their face and being in their ears, trying to control things, threatening, manipulating, all of that. I once heard somebody say the phrase, manipulation is witchcraft. And when I heard that, I thought, well, that seems a little extreme. But then I started thinking about it. When we are manipulating situations, 
we are stepping in between the situation and God. We are interfering a lot of times with God's plan. We are supposed to let God work these situations out. So if we are manipulating them or trying to control them or trying to fix them, that can be a form of witchcraft because you are trying to manipulate what's what's happening when it's God's to work out. So you can see that fixing can be very detrimental. It can be de detrimental to you because it is a really difficult way to live. Oh my gosh, I lived this in this place for so long. It took its a major, major toll on me because it is a hard way to live. But it's also causing problems for your husband as well. So what do we do? How do we stop fixing? You know, a lot of us have been in this situation for a really, really long time. And it's hard to just say, okay, well, I'm just going to throw my hands up and just not not do anything anymore because the, the situation is continuing around us. It's continuing to be difficulty in our daily life. You know, it's continuing to have effects on us. So we can't just really say, okay, well, I'm done. I'm just not going to do anything anymore. And I tried that too. And oh my gosh, that was, <laughs> that did not work. Because if you just try to step back from the situation, um, I kind of equate it to white knuckling it. So a lot of times when, when alcoholics just try to stop drinking cold turkey without any tools or any support or any anything, they have a really, really hard time and they call it white knuckling it, which basically just means like they're just holding on for dear life and just trying so desperately not to drink. And it's just so hard because they don't have the things that they need to get them through that. It's the same thing when we decide we're going to just stop fixing. We know that we shouldn't be trying to fix things. We know now that we shouldn't be trying to control things. But just like, you know, standing back we're kind of white knuckling it over on our side because we're just like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't deal with this. Like I can't deal with him being drunk again tonight. And I just really need to say something. And, and, you know, I know I found that bottle of whiskey and if I just dump it out, then he won't get drunk tonight. So we kind of are like white knuckling it on our side of things too, when we just decide that, okay, well, I'm just going to stop trying to fix it. I'm just going to stop trying to control it. And we just like, you know, throw our hands up kind of. You have to have some sort of tools. You have to have some sort of support. You have to have some sort of course of action for when you stop trying to fix things. So when we've been in this pattern for a really long time, you know, if we just stop trying to fix things and stop trying to control things, well, what do we do instead? Because now we feel like we have all this time that we would normally be in our husband's business. And now we're just filling it with, you know, worry, fear, anxiety, all of that, because we're not trying to fix it. We're not trying to control it. And that's not a good place to be either. So the first steps to trying to stop fixing is, of course, to start focusing on other things that are healthy for you, like untying from the addiction, like learning and implementing good, healthy boundaries, like giving your husband that space so that they can sit with their choices and hopefully choose recovery. Like, what, how, how do we do that? Like, what does that look like in practical terms? So a lot of times we know we need to stop fixing. We know that there's other things that we need to start doing to fill that space instead, but sometimes we're just not really sure how to go about that. And of course, that is where programs come in, just like a, an addict or an alcoholic who's trying to white knuckle it needs a good solid recovery program. So do we. Of course, I offer one. It's called the Secret Sister Circle. We help 
I help you go through all of those things. I help you understand what to do instead of fixing, um, you know, in great detail. I give you step by step. But there are other programs as well. You know, Al-Anon is one, of course. There's there's uh, there's a number of different options for us as wives or as loved ones of family members who are going through this. The important thing is that you, A, stop trying to fix it and control it first, and then B, learn what to do instead. So whether you get that help from me or whether you get that help somewhere else, it's just really, really important that you get that help. If you did want to enroll in the Secret Sister Circle, which is my membership for Wives of Alcoholics, where we do work through all of these things, all you have to do is go to marriedtoaddiction.com, look for the Need Help dropdown, and you'll see it right there, the Secret Sister Circle. I'd love to have you join us. So I hope that's been helpful. Fixing a lot of times really is our first inclination when our husbands really start to struggle with addiction. But as we've talked about today, there are so many problems that that causes, and it's just not going to be helpful in the long run. So as always, I thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Quick question for you before I let you go today. Have you been to the Married to Addiction website? If you haven't, I would love if you would go pay it a visit. It's just marriedtoaddiction.com. And over there, you can see um, just a lot of different information about my podcast. There is a blog on there. There's some free resources for you. And there's also a few ways that you can actually get some help if you need a little more help and direction and support as you travel this difficult path with your addicted husband. So if you haven't yet, please go visit marriedtoaddiction.com. Thanks so much.